Okay, so Parshat B'Shalach. Parshat B'Shalach, Minog of Klal Yisrael, is to feed the birds. To feed the birds. As I'm sure all, I mean, I was about to say all your kids will be coming home from uh, Gan uh, with, uh, you know, the bird feeders. But I don't think your kids are coming home from, uh, uh, um, from whatever with, with bird feeders. But... Um, let, let's discuss where this comes from, what this comes from, and, and what in the world does it have to do with Parshas Bishalach. And of course, what we're really going to hone in on is the halachic implications, meaning, are you allowed to feed animals on Shabbos? Are you allowed to feed animals on Shabbos? That's really the sugya that we're going to get to. But before we even get there, um, uh, this part you don't have on the paper in front of you, um, just one dot of background is why. Why all the sudden? on Shabbos Shira has this minog developed. And for those who are going to say, nah, there's no such minog, we'll see clearly there was such a minog, as we're going to see in a moment from uh, how all the Paiskim are perhaps writing against the minog, but there is clearly a minog, which we're going to get to in one moment. So just what's the reason? So very fascinating. Taisa Shabbos writes, you know why? Because the margula bipumayu bayam. The birds sing Shira by the yam. And therefore, because the birds sing Shira by the Yam, therefore we give the birds food. Archa Shulchan says, but it's cute. You, you, I don't know if anyone was listening, what he said. Archa Shulchan, I'll read him. People say, interesting, Archa Shulchan, you're supposed to tell us what people say. He is quoting that people say, and therefore we are machzik taiva to them and we give them food. Interesting. That, that is his makar, that people say that uh, the Shira of the Yam. And uh, what's the, what, what, what does everyone remember from the elementary school days? Why do we give? No one remembers? Dalsa Naviram, the man, the what? Oh, the birds went out and Dalsa Naviram wanted to whatever, and the birds went out and they ate. They ate the man. I don't know what preschool you went to. Let's not say that in public. So, uh, so what's interesting is. We, uh, uh, the Namuki Arachayim, Namuki Arachayim, who is, uh, I think, the Munkacher, Chasidish Sefer, he writes that the reason is, and he heard this from Harav Agoyin, Agoyin Akadosh, Rav Mendel Mirinov, the Rinov Rebbe, and he says that the reason is, because Dasan Avirim Ratsu Berish Asam, Lahachish Divri Nevias Mesh Rabbeinu. Dasan Avirim wanted to contradict the Nevi'as of Moshe Rabbeinu. Kshahigi, the Moshe, Kibbal El Yamashvil, or you're not man. Moshe Rabbeinu says there's going to be no man on Shabbos. Ki Shabbos Kaydeshu. Hey, Mazasan Avirim, Moshe Betachmuloisam. Velkamu Balayla, they got up and I do pause your and they spread them on all over. Shanishar Lahem, their leftover Moniklacham Erev Shabbos. Al Aritz. Kdeshu Lurus of the Yam, Shir Balayla, the Shabbos Kaydesh. So Dasan Avirim wanted what? Wanted to contradict Moshe Rabbeinu. So he spread out the man, so everyone thinks Moshe is wrong. Vati Pairim, and comes the birds, Laktu, Zayis, Kaidim, Arayayim. And the birds came and they ate up all the man, Ksharatu, Arashayim. The Dasan Avirim, Babaikir, Shabbos Kaidesh, Laharis Leon, they came to say, hey, look, everyone looked at his man, they realized there is no man. And that's the reason why we gave the, the birdies food on Shabbos. Shira on Shabbos Shira. Because that was Tam Parshas Veshalach Shekaren Parshas Haman Alkein Noisin Latziparin Chalkom Ksas Mevacholi Ashabbos Lezicher Anis. So it's interesting. It's not what our Chashulchan said. It's not what the Taisa Shabbos says. But this is, of course, I believe, what all the Moras and Ganenets 
teach us. So now that we see that there is some sort of meaning to this, let's understand, let's understand, um, are you allowed to do this in Shabbos? Are you allowed to feed animals on Shabbos? That is what we're going to talk about for the next few moments. This all begins, if you like, just look at the papers in front of you. This all begins with a Gemara in Shabbos, Daf, I can't see my Gemara, Daf Kofnun Hei Amid Beis. Says the Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Kofnun Hei Amid Beis, it's a Mishnah, Ein Oivsin, Ein Oivsin, Esagamol, Ervin as well, Vlodarsin, and you're not allowed to feed all your animals. Now, why are you not allowed to feed the animals? Why not? So comes along Rashi, uh, excuse me, now there's another Gemara that says, when is this Isra applicable? Because anyone here, anyone here who has an animal is currently wondering, uh, of course you feed animals. When, when do you feed animals? If you have an animal? Even before you eat? Before you eat? This is one of the examples brought down to Shulchan Aruch that uh, if someone washes and he realizes, Ivey, we didn't feed Fido the dog. You got to go and feed Fido. And you even let it talk for it. Not necessarily ask to pass the salt, which Scheinberg says you're not allowed to do. So no one should profess their incredible knowledge in Allah and Padafka. Please pass the salt, and I'm allowed to talk right now and give a whole shear. Yeah, people do say you're allowed to. But once Scheinberg says not to, it's not the area. No, my point is it's not the area to profess your incredible knowledge in halacha by saying, oh, I washed, but I know that halacha is that you're allowed to pass the salt. You know, it's a little bit silly if it's not a conclusive halacha, you shouldn't be doing that. But either way, comes along. No great harm now. Comes along the Gemara in Shabbos, and and the Gemara teaches that you're only not allowed to feed an animal that is Ein Mizaynaisav Alecha. Ein Mizaynaisav Alecha. But if the Mizaynaisav is Alecha, then you're allowed to feed the animal. So, for example, if someone has. A, are you allowed to own a dog? And some say what? You have to make sure it's on a chain. Oh, very good, very good. Just making sure you were, you were, you were listening and watching. So, so uh, about a dog, a cat, goldfish, whatever you're going to feed, it's only if mizaynaisav halacha. It comes on the Shulchan Aruch and Shin Chavdalid Sif Yeralev says the Shulchan Aruch ain't nice and mayim lumenaisainis lefi devirim front of the bees, lefneyoyni shevach land from the birds, lefnechazir. Avil, what are you allowed to feed? Avazim v'tarnegaylim. Why? Because mizaynaisav alecha. Because they are dependent upon you for food, and therefore you're allowed to feed them. So why is it aser? Where does this iser come from? This is one of those fundamental Shabbos. When you learn Hilcha Shabbos, you try to figure out certain things are aser. Why is it aser? So we have a machlekes over here. What is the iser? Taisus learns the iser is tircha. You have an excessive bother on Shabbos. You're not allowed to be matriach. And as you'll, whenever we learn Elcha Shabbos, you'll realize the word tircha and Elcha Shabbos doesn't mean sweating, doesn't mean schlepping. It means something that you're not allowed to do is often defined as a tircha on Shabbos. That is what Taisus says. The Rambam, the Rambam gives a different reason. And obviously this is the first cousin to everything we've been talking about. What Allah have we been talking about? Rafua. Why is there an Isra Rafua? Because you might come to, you brought in the porter and the mestel, the pestle and the mortar. Because you might come to grind. The Rambam says, you know why you're not allowed to feed animals? Because you might come to prepare animal food, which often involves malacha, like lisha, like kneading, and by the way, that's a real fact. I know everyone here who has animals, I do not. I do not. 
but there are uh, malachas sometimes that are, are required preparing animal food, and it's something to be mindful of, for. So says the Rambam, the reason you're not allowed to feed an animal unless it's dependent upon you is because we're afraid you might come do malacha. Lemaisal, alach, lemaisal, mishtabura. One second. What do you say? No, so the answer is they made a gzeira dirabanan when it's not dependent on you not to do it because the gzeira ought to. If it's your own animal, then of course we have to do that, which by the way, the Tsar Balachaim is a Tsar Daraisa on the Torah. Tsar Balachaim is a very uh, real thing. Mishnah Brua points out that we go with the reason of Tircha Yesira. Fine, so why is it also to feed an animal that's not dependent on you because of Tircha? Now, what's very interesting. No. The reason it is also to feed an animal is because it is tircha. To feed an animal that does not need your food is tircha. If it's not dependent upon you. Good. Let's answer your question. It comes on... One second. Everyone's asking the same question. We just have to listen. comes on the Mishtabura Sifkat al-Chavtas. Says the Mishtabura, what if you have an animal that is dependent upon you, but if you don't feed it, what's going to happen? Oh, just go outside and find food in the garbage can. You have a cat in Eretz Yisrael. So you're, you know, you love your cat. Why? I don't know. But you go and you feed your cat every single morning religiously. What would happen if you don't feed your cat? Well, do what all the other cats in Yushalayim do, which is what? Go to the garbage cans and eat. So, why is it causing sour to eat? They got uh, the, the food that they get in those garbage cans. Can I nahara? Can I? Exactly. Can I nahara? So now, that's because uh, the Yeshiva Bacham had too much fun with it. But either way, comes along the Mishtabura, and the Mishtabura points out it's only something that it really needs you. And if it doesn't really need you and it can get food without you, then that is called a tirsha soleilitzerich. So we can't quantify the isser as being your animal versus not your animal. The Archashulchan says the flip side. What's the flip side? flip side is you're walking home one day and uh, you want to be a gadol. So, you know, there's different ways of being gadolim. Some people learn tire like gadolim. Some people do chasadim. Some people like find one story that they can be like a gadol, which is a beautiful thing also, right? So I think everyone has seen this story. I think it was a picture of Chaim Kanyaski feeding an animal uh, a bowl of milk. So you come home one day and there's a cat sitting by your front door and it's sitting there crying and whining and you're like, you're trying to figure out what in the world does a cat need? And eventually you realize the cat is starving. So you figure, you remember the story of Chaim, so at least Epis, I could be like Rav Chaim. So what do you do? But wait, it's not your cat. Are you allowed to go get this cat milk? So the answer to this question is, it's not, again, it's not dependent on me or not me. It's dependent, does the animal need my stuff? And if the cat is sitting there, now how you know if the cat is crying for milk, I do not know. But if the cat is sitting there clearly needing your food, says the Arach HaShulchan, which is the flip side of what we just said, then it's going to be mutter. So again, to quantify the Isser is because of Tircha. When is it Aser? If the animal does not need you. If the animal needs you, then it is mutter. Based on this, really we should end this year right now, which is what the Mishnah comes along and says, am I allowed to go on Shabbos and take my challah and throw it out to the birds? Says the Mishnah absolutely not. Says the, we begins with the Magen Avram, and the Magen Avram says, yeish noyagin. And of course, whenever we find that the Paiskim is saying there are those that do this, that means that there are those that do this. The Yesh Nayagin what? To give a chit and wheat to the Shabbat Shira before the birds. Says the Magen Avram, it's incorrect. Why? Because the birds don't need your food. And the Mishnah Burin Sefkatan Lamed Aleph quotes this Magen Avram, and he says, it's the wrong thing to do. So that's what one would have thought. And therefore, once I went and slow, 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 before you get questions, I want to make sure it's clear. We'll take questions in a moment. So therefore, are you allowed to feed the birds? One would have said no. Comes along the Arach HaSholchan. 
And Cesar HaShulchan probably screaming at the Mishnah Brura, Yesh, there are those that scream to those who feed the chit into the birds. Shari ain mizay noisav alecha. In parentheses, he quotes the Magen Avram, which is also the Mishnah Bura. Says our Chashochan, Avonira li te minog Yisrael Taira. Minog Yisrael Taira. Says our Chashochan, if this is your minog, you are allowed to do it. Based on the poll that we took at the beginning of this year, it's certainly not any of yours, Minog. So no one can say, ah, the Archa Shulchan said Minog Yisrael Tayro, so now I can go feed the birds. That's obviously ridiculous. But if one were to have such a Minog, and again, I don't think the Minog is created by the fact that when your child turns four and brings home the gift from preschool, oh, now I have a Minog, I have to do it. So the question is, and with this we're going to conclude, um, the Taisa Shabbos actually comes along and says, that uh, what we just said, and he says the reason why I actually didn't quote here the right part of the text of Shabbos. Ah, so the Archashulchan is talking about on Shabbos. That's Archashulchan. He's coming against the Magen Avram that says don't feed them on Shabbos, and he says there's a minute to do. We're going to about to stifle ourselves. Like you said, let's get there in one moment, and maybe that's what you're remembering it from a child. Bar Hashem. So the text of Shabbos comes along and says, oh, he does say, excuse me, l'shem mitzvah. So Shabbos wants to point out that maybe the reason it's mutter, it's l'shem mitzvah. That which would mean, on 50, how many weeks are there in a year? Good. So 51 weeks of the year to go and feed the birds. It's Aser, says Shabbos. On Shabbos, Shira, cause you're doing it for the mitzvah. That what? Because the birds said, Shira, Yam, then perhaps it would be minog. That's why he says, came nearly yashiv minog, to answer up the minog. And therefore, again, if someone has the minog, they were able to continue. Now, Lamaisa comes on the Chazanish, and the Chazanish says, you know the reason why maybe people are doing it? Because of the sheet of the Ran. And the sheet of the Ran is very interesting. We kept it saying that you're feeding the birds a chit in wheat. Do birds normally eat wheat? No. You're feeding the cat milk. Do cats normally get milk? No. Says the Shita of the Ran, the Chlushi Ran, or Chazanish says, maybe this is what they're on, that the heter is if you're feeding them something that they don't normally get. Interesting heter. Even though it's in of Alecha, says the Ran, if it's not common, then you'd be allowed to feed them. Lamaisa comes on the Archaz Rabbeinu, comes along the stapler, and the stapler says, you know what you should do? Give it to them on Sunday. So everyone who forgets to put out the bird feeder before Shabbos and the child is crying, you say, no, the minig is to do it on Sunday. That's what the stapler says. Why? Oh, a good question. Why does the stapler say Sunday? I don't know. Why not just do it on Friday? Good question. Maybe it was a hectic Arab Shabbos in the uh, home of the stapler. The Shemir Shabbos is a fascinating eight time. With this we conclude. Says the Shemir Shabbos, it's Friday night and you just finished the Suda and Ayve. You forgot to feed the birds and you feel so bad. You said, Shab- you said Shira Shirim that Shabbos. And you said Aziyah Shira, as some people have this special minog. And Avadi, you said Parshaman this past week. And you're feeling all bad. And someone told you that the school of Parshaman is only if you go and you feed the birds. And you're like, Ayve, the whole thing is over. So what can you do now? What can you do now? Says the Shmir Shabbos, you know what you could do? You could take your tablecloth with all the crumbs. If you have an Arab, obviously. And then the birds will eat it. Even though, and he says in Islamist, what's the whole Easter? Now we can say what he said before. The whole Easter is because of Tircha. So if I'm doing it not for that reason, I'm doing it to clean up my tablecloth. 
I'm doing it just, uh, I have a tablecloth and I need to clean it off. So I'm doing it in a way that the birds will also get, says the Shmir Shabbos, that one could do. So in summation, Lamaisa, are you allowed to feed animals on Shabbos? That would be, oh, very good. By the way, it's after every, every Shabbos. There are some that are more, the Shmir Shabbos obviously argues that maybe there's an Isser Zoireh, Isser Zoireh, which is spreading things in the wind if you take your tablecloth with the crumbs on Shabbos. Lamaisa, we see clearly the Shmir Shabbos holds that that is mother. So in summation, to feed animals in Shabbos in generally is forbidden unless the animals are dependent upon you or if you see that the animal really needs your food. Even on Shabbos here, clearly there was a minog. There's no question about that. Why? Either it's a mitzvah, either it's because they, they sang uh, Shira Layam, or it's a machzik toiva. We work on our karsa taif when we go and we feed the birds. Lamaisa, if one does not have the minog, I don't believe it's the right time to dive into this archa shulchan. If you don't have the minog, it would seem like you're more in the camp of the Mishtabura on this one. And you should not feed the birds on Shabbos. What do you do? Either you do like the stipler and you feed the birds on Sunday. The truth is, Rabbi Flam, you were suggesting to feed them on Friday. Lemaisa, it could be the reason he didn't want to do that is because you want to make sure the birds eat it on Shabbos. So they said to give it to Erev Shabbos, another thing to do, you know, in those uh, critical moments before Shkia, as you're getting out of the shower, shaving, setting up your wife's candlelight, putting the crockpot up all within the 10 minutes before Shkia, while you're supposed to have been at Shul Davening Mincha. So, putting the tea lights underneath the towel so you get hot soup. Says Rav Sariah Devlitsky that he quotes this Mishtabura, and he says, he quotes and he says, that you know what you could do? So he says, I had the minuk. But I did it on Erev Shabbos. Now, if you want a cute Eitzah, you could pull the birthday, you could do the happy birthday Eitzah, that you cover it over, cover over the food, and then on Shabbos, you could go and you could, you could, uh, you could uh, open it up. He says, So there were those who would do that. They would cover it over on Shabbos morning, go out, open it up. Ah, birds, go and eat. Then they're going to be eating on Shabbos. It's a shayla if you're allowed to even do that, because... Um, Oh, 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 very good. So the Sefer, the Nishma Shabbos, comes along and he says, no, that, that's okay. Says, says, you're not doing a maisa with the food itself. So he says, that's okay. What should he do? What should he do? What you should do is make the kids happy. Make sure whatever they bring home, you, you use. Whatever you use. And the kids don't really hop, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you put it out on the windowsill. Aye, the window's closed. The birds can eat through the window. And they wake up Shabbos morning, you spill some of them out, and you tell the kid, look at that. Just like Elio Anavi comes, Lel Lel Pesach, and drinks the wine, the Heliga birds. But the Iker, of course, is to be Machzik Taiva, to work on our Karsa Taif, to realize the wonderful Taiva that they did, and to learn a little bit of Allah Koyan.